Are you ready to get fit? I mean fit in all ways. Ready to level up yourself, your life, your world? Ready to get fit physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in every way? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you're exactly where you need to be. Stay right here and get your weekly dose of positivity, success mindset, high-level energy. Heck, let's just call it what it is. It's Sunny Fit 360, as in you fit 360 degrees. Welcome to the Sunny Fit 360 show, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios with your host, professional bodybuilder, national bodybuilding champion, successful entrepreneur, everyone's favorite dynamo, and mom, Sunny Ewing. Okay, welcome, welcome to Sunny Fit 360, where your life is full circle and you should be fit, mind, body, and spirit. Today we have on Crystal Hadnot. Hello, nice to be here. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I am so, so, so excited for you to be here. Um, this is my first live show, and I have to say that. And she is the one that I requested and oh, wanted first. Yes. So. <laughs> well, we kind of started this fitness journey together. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's yes. only fitting. Yes, it is. And so I wanted, I, I admired the fact that you're in the fitness world and you wrote a book. So I am inspired to uh, write a book myself. Yay. And so I wanted to bring you in here so we can discuss that um she has many facets she is a pilates instructor she's a nutritionist she is a runner and she runs in pearls so we're gonna get into that (laughs) she has a very dynamic story and don't be alarmed if we might start tearing up in here Uh. so (laughs) let's get right into it so crystal how did you get into this fitness running this is okay this is your this is your world and this is how you inspire the world and you know and we've run across in the fitness world and we just haven't you know connected like I really want to but I guess this is the one this is the one this is the way (laughs) so let's hear it um well how did I get into running uh running uh I always tell people it was literally um by by accident um and it wasn't it wasn't something that i purposely set out to do and by accident literally uh i had a slip and fall at work uh and uh i became basically paralyzed from hip to foot and um in those moments of not having the ability to move um I became very humble, but at the same time, it spearheads something inside of me to be like, you know what, this is not how I want my story to end. Uh, I want to do more. So in that moment, you know, part was a crazy thought to most that I was laying there when, with no ability to even walk myself mm-hmm. to the restroom in my own apartment, but to say that I was going to go out and set this goal to run 26.2 miles was probably a little bit crazy in those moments, but that was my goal. So that was my, that was my motivation to move off the couch literally at that moment is that I said I wanted to run a marathon and I couldn't run a marathon if I was paralyzed laying on a couch. That's right. So you went from the couch to 
your mind going to run a marathon, the 26.1 marathon? Did I say that right? 26.2. Yeah, okay, so right. it's kind of crazy. So <laughs> most people don't start at, right, at that. You know, they start at 5K, 10K, <laughs> maybe a half marathon at 13.1. But, yeah, my first, uh, I did... I did three full marathons before I did my first half marathon, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> which was probably a little bit insane. Uh, and I don't even train my clients to do that right now. But yeah, so I wanted to do 26.2 miles at that time. That was the race that I knew um, that was the toughest race to do by foot. And uh, now I know there's ultra marathon. So now that's my new goal of running an ultra marathon. But yeah, that, I wanted to do what was the hardest race by foot. And that's what I knew to be the hardest race by foot. Okay. And what's the ultra marathon? Cause that's ultra new. marathon. So yes. ultra marathon. No, I, once I got into the marathon, I was like, <laughs> oh, so you mean people run more than 26.2 miles? So ultra marathons is just, it's very, it's it's longer than 26.2 miles, uh, just like they have the half marathon and the full marathon. Ultra has three different levels. They have the 50K, which is basically a 10K more than the, ha- than the full marathon mm-hmm. of 26.2 miles. And then you have the 50 miler and the 100 miler. So, yeah, so this year, 2019, I actually will compete in my first ultra marathon. So, oh my gosh, yeah. I know you're my 15 year anniversary to myself. So, okay, it's okay. 15 years of running marathons. I want to just kick off with that ultra marathon. So, I would like to say, how old were you when you had this slip and fall? Uh, yeah, and- I was in my mid to late 20s. Um, I remember the year. How old was that? I don't know. It was four. But yeah, mid to late 20s. And uh, a lot of things were wrapped around that. I was in my late 20s and I was single and I thought I was really fly and I love wearing stilettos. And I just knew I couldn't wear stilettos and have a cane at the same time. So I know that's right. <laughs> I had to figure it out. So that's I was in my late mid to late 20s at the time wow so your recovery is is more than just a recovery you're you have inspired many 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 and i did not know that yeah so, yeah it's kind of like wow. a hidden jewel i really just started sharing the full story of my why behind running uh two years ago uh, i was approached by an author here actually in houston her name is Stacy Holden, and she wrote this book called The People of Memorial Park, and it highlights 30 runners um, who you're guaranteed to see at Memorial Park. <laughs> right. So it's like, oh, I always see that person. And so it was really cool because she said you always see the same people at the park, but you don't know their story. You don't know their wow. names, but you know them because you've seen them. And so she wanted to share their stories. And one, I was just impressed that I was like, hey, I'm just an average person. And she was like, no, like someone told me I needed to meet you. And Aww. so I was I was really inspired that someone wanted to hear my story. And she asked me deep questions that required me to, you know, tell the full story. And so with that came this whole idea of, you know, maybe more people need to hear my yes, story. Yes, they do, you know, because we need that. That is like something to look forward to. And yeah. then being able to see somebody that do it, yeah, they can say, I can do it too. Yeah. But if nobody, if everybody just lays down in their condition or their illness or their, um, you know, handicap, yeah. then they will. Because yeah, and it, and I tell people, and and it was so funny because I was more inspired. I had two people that were just like really inspirational in that 
on that moment is that one my <laughs> my mentor back when I was in college had said Crystal you know one day you gonna run a marathon I was like mm, you lost your mind <laughs> you know he was a big runner and I was like Mm-mm, I barely made three miles with him and so um that was one thing of just listening him but then I had a story of a person here who's actually here local in Houston who's um an Olympian and basically he was this uh Bill uh, and Bill Collins is his name and Bill Collins was this Olympian like heavy hitter runner Mm -hmm. and right before he was receiving the Hall of Fame award he woke up that morning and he couldn't walk it's like all of a sudden he just couldn't walk he had no movement and so just watching him come from that position of this really big time Olympian runner making it to the Hall of Fame and then one day your legs just don't work and now he's out running again and so uh it was his story that kind of really propelled me through my journey in the beginning and then um, just other people's story along the way who really inspired me um, because then I got attached to another runner um, through another different obstacles I was dealing with and I just realized it was a combination of all these people's stories who helped me and why shouldn't I tell my own story to help someone else? That's right. Okay. So, yeah. So, it takes you to see someone do it in order for you to do it or yeah. get the encouragement to do it. So, oh. shout out to all the people who <laughs> have inspired you and who encouraged you because when I see you running, I'm like, oh, my God, she <laughs> is going, going, going. And I'm inspired oh, by you. Now, yeah. you know, um, I haven't really been inspired to, like, run 20 <laughs> miles yeah and it's not even about that it's about you know keeping your body healthy so I mean shoot you done some competition so (laughs) yeah I tell people stay in your lane you know it may not be running but it may be something that you're inspired to do from a health or fitness perspective and you know it's that one story that okay if she did that surely I could you know manage to eat right for 30 days right right yes I agree wholeheartedly so um you have a marathon coming up this weekend let's let's hear about that so Sunday will be um actually my first marathon Houston marathon was in was in um uh 06 uh so I'm really excited because of, of several things uh my first marathon was in 06 but my first um, Houston Marathon was 07. And so I'm excited because this is going to be the basically the second year, the 10th year of me to do the full marathon. Two years I've did the half in Houston. So this is my 10th year of doing the full. So um, that's a big deal for me, my personal goal. But um, it's also always been the one consistent marathon that I've done every year that I started marathon running. I've every year I've done Houston marathon. I mean, there, although one year I didn't cross the finish line, it was a horrible year for me, but there, there was, I've ran that race. Every, I've walked up to that start line every year. So, and crossed that finish line every year, except for, but, for one year so yeah okay and what's the name of this marathon this weekend it's the chevron houston marathon and so uh for the full marathon and they actually have spawn a different sponsor for the half so it's the ramco for the half marathon this year okay so where what time does these runs start what do you do to like 
the day before. Let's just talk about just the day, day before. before. Okay, so the day before um, is a day that I'm just like, it's really like mental game planning. So like you really getting your mind prepared. Um, your body should have been prepared by then. It's nothing <laughs> you can do in 24 hours to change, you know, your your physical performance. But it's really, um, it's really my time to really dig in deep to um, my mental capacity. Uh, uh, one of the things that um, I do every year the day before is I really that evening starting about probably about lunchtime all the way throughout the night. I really just meditate on and I look at pictures and, of over the years and I kind of meditate on my why. Because okay. I tell people when you get to mile 20 and your feet hurt and you're tired and it feels like you want to give up. The only thing you have left is your why to push you to that finish line. So I really just started concentrating and remember why I started running in the first place. So I just really go back to that place because you can really forget. Like I tell people, I've ran well over 150 marathons at this Ooh. point, uh, both half and full, not okay. just half, not just fulls, but both half and full marathons. And I tell you, you can you forget, you know, where you started. You know, after at this point, um, you you're think like, you're just like this total, <laughs> total like rock star runner, but you forget the days that you know. I forget you almost forget the days that I was sitting on that couch and I couldn't walk or put myself on the toilet to use a bathroom. So I focus on those whys and those moments, and I also kind of go in and dig deep on you know. Who are the people who inspired me along this journey? And remember that I'm also running for them. And um, that's why my outfit becomes so important. Um, a lot of people see me run with a pearl necklace. And that pearl necklace uh, signifies my mother. My mother wore pearls every day. Don't matter where she was going. She was, I mean, a pair of jeans, T-shirt, and pearls. Um, and red lipstick. That was her her signature. So the red lipstick and the pearls are always um, something that I have that's hers. And it's actually her necklace that she had on to the day she died mm -hmm. um, that I wear to have her be at the finish line with me when I cross over. It's just like my signature. Another thing that's really signature to my outfit are wings. I have two wings um, that are attached to my shoes. And those came about just a couple of years ago. Um, because one thing that I was always embarrassed to share is that three years ago, um, I lost a child. I was pregnant. Um, and one, I was kind of, you know, being a runner and an athlete, you really want to, I really want to talk about being pregnant because I was like, people going to say, oh my gosh, she needs to stop running because she's pregnant. Right, right. So I didn't even tell a lot of people that I was pregnant. And then I ended up experiencing a miscarriage, um, Late in the pregnancy, so um, I was already planning and ready to have this baby mm. and had a miscarriage. So those wings signify uh, my daughter that I lost. And so in the I have two wings now this year. I just have one, two wings now um, on each shoe. And the other wing signifies Mr. Taylor, who was the guy at Herman Park who, when I was learning to run after being paralyzed, would always motivate me and pick me up. Nice. I, I had a couple of moments where I would fall, and he was always there to tell me, get up, help me up, keep going. And he always inspired me to continue to run. And he passed away this August, so the other wing is um, in representation of him. So I bring the people with me along. Yes, yes, that that is truly important. And believe me, they 
or up there like let's go yeah my cheerleaders yes and they're with you and so that is very very important and it's that push Mm and everything that you need inside you to just go so we will be back to hear more from crystal You're listening to the Sunny Fit 360 show. For more info, you can reach Sunny on Instagram as at Sunny Fitness or find her on Facebook as Sunny Ewing. Don't go anywhere. Sunny has a ton more to share with you right after this. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Hey, it's Adam Smasher for Big Splash Web Design. Let's face it, your online presence matters. And if you don't have a website or your website just isn't up to today's standards, then you are hurting your business. Big Splash Web Design is a full-service Houston-based web design and marketing agency specializing in custom web design, mobile site design, e-commerce solutions, inbound marketing and lead generation, app development, and much, much more. But don't take my word for it. Check out their impressive portfolio at BigSplashWebDesign.com or reach out to them, 281-816-6932. Enough of that. Let's get back to the Sunny Fit 360 show live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios with your host, Sunny Ewing. Okay, welcome back to Sunny Fit 360. This is Sunny, and I have Crystal here with me. Yay! <laughs> so those of you, me and Crystal, we, we have uh, modeled together. We have been <laughs> in a few fashion shows. Yes. Shout out to Taria. And yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah, the HBCU fashion yeah, show. Yeah, the yes. HBCU well, fashion two, show. Two years in a row, yes. And so we've we've been in each other's circle for several several years now. And I am in the fitness world, and I've been trying to get her to come over. And she's like, yes. she's standing in her lane. And I tried to get her a couple of times, especially <laughs> for Angel Wing, because it's really so girly and dainty. She's really girly and dainty. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and so, um, Crystal, yeah, I've been trying to get you to come on. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, so now I'm ready. So before I was dealing with, um, like I was mentioning earlier, I had a miscarriage and kind of found out um, they still don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. But one of the things, Graves' disease, will cause you to miscarry. And they don't know if I the miscarriage caused me to have Graves' disease or I miscar- I had Graves' disease and it caused me to miscarry. So one of them came first. They don't know. But uh, Graves' disease, for those that don't know, is an autoimmune disease where you have an overproduction of Thyroid hormones, which means I was hyperthyroidism, which means um, I tell me, and 
what people don't understand is your thyroid hormones control literally every part of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the bigger things that most people know is that it controls your metabolism. Um, And my body basically metabolized 10 times faster than the average person, which a lot of people was like, oh, that's good. You're going to be skinny. You know, like, (laughs) that a good thing? I was like, no, what that meant (laughs) is that basically my body was burning muscle. So I went through major muscle loss. Um, your body can't hold nutrients the same way because of the um, the rate at your body metabolizing food. So you didn't absorb the nutrients the right. same way. So um, just all kind of other things are attached to it. Um, your ability to mentally function are attached to it. Your ability to um, go into deep depressions. And I mean, there's just so many things that are attached to it. Your way you're. Your, when your bu- muscles are being attacked, a couple of things that happened to me personally was uh, my hands. Like, uh, I was so embarrassed. And so I did stop a lot of things that I was doing just simply because of my ego and was really right. embarrassed about the fact that my hands were shaking. I couldn't hold things, which means I couldn't no longer be in the weight room and actually hold things because I never knew when I would lose the strength, the strength to hold and drop a weight. Um, and, uh, so just certain things like that, um, it also, uh, causes, um, you know, other parts of your muscles to react, uh, or have some kind of loss of function. And another one of those muscles that we often forget about is your heart. Mm. Uh, heart is a really big muscle. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so, uh, last year, the same time I was going into the marathon, uh, well, a lot of people don't know either. I w- was basically, um, in heart failure. Mm. Uh, my upper chamber was not pumping the way, mm. uh, it should. Wow. Uh, so just, uh, it was a couple of things that kind of like sideline my whole, I want to do this fitness competition thing. Um, And I really, uh, and I had to actually even stop running for nine months last year. Um, I didn't run uh, for nine months, which totally killed me spiritually. But um, because I basically, my muscles just couldn't handle the actual distance of running. And I literally took one race. It was run, I ran a half marathon, crossed the finish line, went home, took a nap and woke up and I couldn't even stand on my feet because my ankle was sprung and I had several stress fractures in my foot because my muscle basically had given out and I had obviously ran this marathon on these weak muscles and didn't realize that I had injured myself until after the fact but um so certain things but now the great thing is that in 2018 I did take the time out to really just focus on my health Mm -hmm. and get all my numbers right and focus on just a whole lot of other things so it's just a time away from a lot of uh, things and really just focusing on healing my body right um and so that's what i did last year and so 2019 is my comeback year 2019 you paying for everything yes yeah, so i'm coming forward this yes. ultra marathon this fitness competition Ooh. so yeah so we're we're I, I it's on my list so you've come back from some great things so well, how old were you when, when you was diagnosed with Graves? So Graves was three years ago. So I was 30, uh, I was 37. So I was 36 when I got diagnosed, but I was going on 37. Okay. Yeah. So at 24 and 12 years later, I yeah. mean, you had major, yeah. major. Yeah. Oh, so man. when the doctors was like, you can't run. I was like, do you know who I am? <laughs> 
<laughs> I know that's right. I've been this route before with you doctors <laughs> telling me what I can't do. So, Say that. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was, it's funny, but um, there's a, uh, a quote uh, from David Goggins, another guy who's he's a big runner. He's an ultra marathon runner who I am inspired by. Never met him personally, but um, he always says that, you know, you don't know your true potential until you've been through a struggle. Yes. So it's this whole concept yes. is really taking those things that's supposed to really just kill you and bring you down and become the master of it. And that's his whole thing about taking that mindset. And once you switch that mindset, uh, physical things change. And I truly believe that. Truly believe that. He said, then you become the master of it. What was what made you was supposed to make you weak. You now master over it. Yes. And become like top notch in whatever that is that was supposed to kill you. Yeah, because that's what you're digging deep inside yeah. of you because there's so much greatness in yeah. us. Them yeah, living waters. Is. They they're living waters right there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Just really the seed is just being planted for that to grow up out of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. When there is struggle, there's a complete opposite of yeah. that yeah. you know just like you was paralyzed from waist down to mm-hmm. running a marathon this is the complete yeah. opposite yeah from one spectrum to the other so yeah i yeah yes. so yeah you just find um i told you that and that's why that mental the day before the marathon is so important you just find that space of you know whatever you think are the limitations like this year i was like i literally today on my way over here to this radio show i was just like oh man it's gonna be below freezing wind chills on sunday this is not cool. This so is the, not ra- right. the race is on the Sunday. The race is on Sunday, and it's supposed to be the high is supposed to be some silly as forty. But as far as race time that morning, the high is going to be thirty-two. The low is going to be twenty. The Ooh. wind chills are going to be at seventeen degrees. We talking about Houston, Texas, for real? <laughs> you know, so I was like, what? And so it's going on record. If it happens, it will be the second coldest marathon in history. Which wow. is crazy. So, um, <laughs> so um, I was not happy about Sunday, and I was all down and out, and I was, you know, going down into this whole thing. And um, Gail Devers, I was on the phone with her because we were working on this awesome project, one of the reveals of 2019. Um, and she was like, Crystal, <laughs> she said, you have overcome every hurdle. I mean, you know, she's a hurdler. So she's a 100 meter hurdler, Olympic gold medalist. And she was like, you've overcome every hurdle. Yes. She was like, this is just another hurdle. Jump it. Yeah. What you tripping about? Because you go, you gonna jump over it. So it's already it's already (laughs) been proven time and time again. Time and time again. So she was like, what you I mean, just go out there and cash out. Cash out on what's yours. Right, exactly. Go ahead and go ahead and get them go go get those medals and then you post those pictures that have all of your medals just around your neck and in your hands and I'm just like, Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. That's winning all day. gotta go back to those things. That's what I said, that's one that picture is actually one of the things that help remind me like You've done this before. What you tripping about? Right. This is like routine for you at yes. this point. Yes, I would agree. Okay, so I know that we discussed what happened the day before mm-hmm. as far as like that's you get in your why. 
you know, all all in gear. When you get to to mile twenty four or twenty three, you like, what did I do this for? And yeah. it's a constant reminder. And so you have all of those things going in your head the day before. So what about leading up? to a marathon so i have a two-part question is there a difference leading up to a marathon whether it's half or full oh yes so i can run a full (laughs) amount i can wake up tomorrow and just run 13 miles like that's i can do that with my eyes closed that's not an issue uh that's piece of cake and even for people who haven't run as many races i have there's a huge difference between 13.1 and 26.2 okay when your body and mind is involved in it because and i talk about it in the book uh that's one of the things the book is basically broke down in chapters as if you're running a marathon and break down the mental feelings and the physical feelings that you go through at different mile markers. Okay. So I tell people, you know, uh, for instance, at 13.1 miles, I mean, you run at 26.2, you know, it's like, that's that, that's that cross, it's like this cross mixed feelings that you go through. Cause in, in your mind, you're like, yeah, I did that, that 13.1. But then you're like, oh, but I got to do 13.1 more, you know, like what? And so it's like all these different feelings and emotions that's wrapped up to with the, with the different mileage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the course is very similar to it because, um, in the for Houston, that course is you're right there at um, you're right there at West Park at 13.1 miles for the full marathon runners, mm-hmm. and it's this huge crowd and that you're about to step into once you pass that mile marker and go through the galleries. Tons of people cheering for you. Oh. I mean, it's you know it's a very big mile marker for Houston, the, the Galleria, and it's right. like really cool and blah blah blah. <laughs> and then you make that left on San Felipe <laughs> and you turn right into the Tanglewood neighborhood where it's really, really quiet. And you, you're running up into you kinda physically you're starting to feel yourself lose that that push and that steam and oh. then there's nobody rooting for you around around what mile is that? That's like mile like sixteen, seventeen. Okay. okay. And it, I mean it just really gets like horrible at eighteen. That's most people hit what in the marathon world, they call it the wall. Okay. Uh, and I tell people, which is very synonymous to life, like when you've put in the work and you've done all, you know, you crossed all the, crossed all your T's, dotted all your I's, and whatever project you're working on, or maybe it's a business and you're checking off the list with everything and you're really tired because you stayed up for several nights working on this hard, on this project. Mm-hmm. And so your energy levels are low. You don't have the people cheering you on because this is the tedious part of your project that nobody really want to. This is not the cute part. Right. So nobody's <laughs> around cheering for you at this point. And you have to like so you hit this wall and a part of you start to question like, can I really finish? Like, can I really get this done? And it's the same thing with the marathon. Like, that's the point where there's nobody cheering for you for the crowds. You're in this quiet neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And all you have is yourself to reflect on. And life is very similar to that. And, you know, so it's that part of the race where you have to start finding your why and yourself. And by the time you get to Memorial Park, I mean, what mile is mile that? Mile 20. You're coming up to 610 and you're like, I mean, it's like 
you see the belly dancers and they're <laughs> always right there at 610 and it's like that's Memorial Drive and 610 you got these belly dancers that are always there <laughs> and, and the part of you is like that's your motivation come on part of you is like okay I see you moving your hips but my hips are no longer moving <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really cute you know and a part of you wants to cheer but a part of you you're still tired mm-hmm. and um and so and it's cool and you start but you kind of get this second win at this point at mile 20 because um i mean you're you're like okay i i think i can do this because you've pushed through that quiet mm-hmm. part and focused on your why and now you kind of got your mind kind of together and then i tell people then that the trouble hits is um and this is and like i said it's very similar to life like when you're working on a project um, when you get that second win, like when you stayed up and it's after midnight and your energy level kicked back in, but you can't, then it's like that three o'clock in the morning and you want to go to sleep, but you're scared to fall asleep because you got to wake up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you go through this questioning again at mile 23, <laughs> <laughs> right? At mile 23, you're like, Ooh, like I can't finish. It's in sight, but it's still Dang, far. Three miles sound real far at this point. So you go through this whole questioning phase and the lactate acid will build up in your legs. You feel like you're like doing this death march and not really moving. So you're really trying to figure out, like, do I just stop here and go to sleep or do I continue to push through the night? You know, so you go through these questions for yourself and um, I tell people, but then the beauty comes like literally once you hit, you go into downtown and you at like a mile, it's like 25, it's after 25, it's like 25 and a half. And you make that last turn and you see the finish line. It's just like your project is like, you see what you've been working on all this time mm-hmm. about to come to fruition. And you're about to cross that finish line Dang. of the project. And you're like, if I can just continue to put yes. one foot in front of the other. I'm, okay, too yeah, you, yeah, I see it. I see it now. <laughs> I see the light. I see the light. And so that's same thing with the marathon. And that's kind of what the book is. It's really talking about how the marathon is very synonymous or applicable to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even about I tell people about running. I mean, it is and it's not because it's it really talks about, you know, what my life has been like to actually go through these different obstacles or these different mile markers in my life and make the decision of do I quit or do I continue to move forward? So it's really just to really help inspire people, even if you're not a runner, to like, okay, when you get to this point in life, you have a choice. You know, do you continue to move forward? Or do you allow all your hard work and all your practice and all your training and all the knowledge you've put into go to waste? Right. Like you like make no. that decision. Yes. So and it's just like that in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. It's just like that in whatever sport you're in. It's, and it's just like that in just everyday lifestyle. Yeah. So in, in, in preparation for your, your 26.2, about how far out do you start preparing for that? Uh, well, this is sad because <laughs> I really and this year has been the worst. Uh, I kind of like stay in shape to run. Okay. And so I don't really uh, for the average person, the the rule of thumb is 16 weeks or four months to train for your first marathon or for marathon training. Um, Would that be a full or a half? And that'd be full or half. You know, okay. you just have to have a baseline. And I talk and that's the actually the one. 
chapter one of the book is really, uh, I mean, the introduction is really talking about that baseline training because the base of what you start training with is way, it's way more important than actually the actual training, the 16 weeks of training. And just like with the fitness world, you know, Mm -hmm. at 16 weeks, you start putting in that, yeah, you start putting in that hardcore training. But what really is important is that you have a base to start with. If you have a base, you can skip that whole, you know, like, oh, I got to do this every day, you know, (laughs) type of attitude. So really, um, you know, focusing on that base first. So I always maintain my base. Like I never stop running. Right. So you stay ready. Stay ready. Yeah. Stay ready. Stay ready so I don't have to get ready. That's right. And that's kind of the start what I do. And so for me, my training is much shorter so than the four weeks. And this year was really thrown off because I was really, like I said, focusing on my health. And uh, I generally normally start training around August. And this year I didn't really start training until like November uh, running. And I technically didn't run my first long run until three weeks ago when I just woke up one day. I was like, okay, Crystal, you Today's signed up for this race. Like we got to figure out if we're going to actually run it or not. So I just like, okay, it, in my head, I said, if I can go out here and run 20 miles, I can do 26 <laughs> I know, in three that's weeks. Right. Yeah. And so I did, and I did it. I ran 20 miles, and it hurt. It didn't feel good. It was not comfortable, but I did it. Right. And so that, for me, was like, okay, I think I, in three weeks I can do 26. Um, but that's generally not the base, because generally that's the time that most marathon runners are doing their taper. Very similar okay. in the fitness world when you, you know, those – Three weeks prior to to the show, you know, your whole diet and training regimen change. Mm -hmm. And same thing with marathon running. The three weeks leading up to race day, your training changes. You're not doing the hardcore pump like, you know, like in weight training. You're not doing that hardcore pumping anymore. Like you're you're depleting. You're 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 depleting. And that's what we're doing. And we're we're doing our taper off mileage like you're doing less mileage. And so it's generally the time that you're supposed to do the taper off so you can go in fresh okay all right um i was gonna say i was gonna say um so we will discuss diet when we come back and we're gonna also discuss uh obstacle course so i did an obstacle course yeah nah (laughs) i did 10 miles and 20 obstacle courses have so whoa i know you started off like hardcore most people started like a three or five mile obstacle course. i did a three or five mile obstacle course and then i jumped to that one and and (laughs) the first one it was extremely cold uh and i did it in november but you know it was like 70 on wednesday and then like houston 40 and then the windshield factor was like 45 or it was 60 and it was the windshield factor was like 45 i was mm-hmm. in mud yeah 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 so we'll be back you guys <laughs> yes it does <laughs> you're listening to the sunny fit 360 show for more info you can reach sunny on instagram as at sunny fitness or find her on facebook as sunny ewing don't go anywhere sunny has a ton more to share with you right after this 
we the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our Speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. George Winston brings his winter solo piano tour to the Dosi Do in the Woodlands on Sunday, February 10th. In support of the Montgomery County Food Bank, Mr. Winston requests that all attendees bring a donation of canned food to the concert. Tickets start at just $78 and include a three-course dinner. For more information on this and other great concerts, visit www.dosido.com. Hey family, it's Kyle Jones with iCryoCryotherapy. If you're looking to lose some weight, maintain a healthy lifestyle, or really just get back into that pepped up attitude you had when you were a teenager, stop by for a whole body cryotherapy session a day. If you're looking for that daily mood enhancement, maybe that natural energy rush, or you're looking to recover from a vigorous workout, whole body cryotherapy is a revolutionary treatment that is changing the lives of many for the better. Elevating your lifestyle is our number one priority. Plug into our website and find a location nearest you at iCryo.com. Enough of that. Let's get back to the Sunny Fit 360 show live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios with your host, Sunny Ewing. Okay, welcome back to Sunny Fit 360. We have Crystal on. Hey. <laughs> so uh, I had closed out the last uh, few minutes on obstacle courses. So would you mind ever doing an obstacle course, Crystal? Uh, I just have a thing with mud. Okay, okay. But yeah. I probably would try it. I mean, I've been open to other type of races. I've done um, the MS-150 several years times the ms-150 uh, is yeah is, is uh so it's the bike ride from houston to austin is 150 well they say it's 150 mile bike ride but it's actually 180 Ooh. if you start in houston if you start beyond houston you might get closer to that 150 but <laughs> actually it's 180 and i just want to get that clear but anyway i've done that a couple of years um so i'm open to i literally want to try different things to kind of test my fitness level so yeah okay. but i just gotta get over the whole mud concept right well it's, it's other obstacles it's out there it other ones you yes. have to do that so um okay so i would like to discuss your day-to-day so yeah. you know i know that you are a pilates instructor i know that you do your nutrition mm-hmm. and i would like to get you know deep in that you have your stiletto class yeah you naked fine yeah <laughs> so i want to discuss um so your nutrition, uh-huh. um, I would like to understand your nutrition as far as like for training for a marathon. Well, for marathon training, one, because you're burning so many calories uh, running, um, so you won't burn muscle because that's the key because a lot of people uh, don't know that you can, you can, I mean, more than 60 minutes of cardio, you go into burning your muscle. Which is always not a good thing, and no, I'm sure not. you know that. Yeah, I do know from that. Respect. Like when, <laughs> even when I did decide to do a fitness competition, the trainer I was working with, he was like, "You got to stop all that running. <laughs> <laughs> like you're already an ectomorph body type, and it's hard for you to put on muscle. Like right. just stop. Just if you just stop running yes. and you just only did weight Literally, training, yes. you'll be fine. But um, 
it, but the one of the things that um, is important is feeding the body because you have to feed those muscles for them to operate and perform properly. And so I eat, uh, you know, anywhere between six to eight meals a day. Okay. Uh, um, and for me, I eat, you know, uh, and I tell you, no, they're not six to eight. They say, oh, you eat small meals a day. I'm like, nope. You got to eat. Nope, you got to eat. You know, so you have to, you know, yeah, I was like, you have to eat. You have to eat. And for me, I have to, knowing that, um, knowing that I have a possibility at any time because there's no cure for Graves' disease to go into a hypothyroid state, Mm. I always have to eat because I never know when my body might go into a faster burn rate. So I always have to be cautious of that because uh, one of the things that actually cause the symptoms to flare, uh, one is stress. uh, And stress is not necessarily being like, oh, my God, you're stressing out with things that's going on in your life. Stress is also running. Running is actually stress on the body, especially Mm -hmm. distance running. So I know that that stress that puts stress on the body. So I have to, you know, walk the tightrope and making sure that I'm eating enough to feed my muscles at the same time. So, um the week leading up to the marathon, I eat the same thing every day. Every meal? Every meal, every day is the same. <laughs> well, every meal is not the same, but every day, my breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks do not change for seven days. Like, I have the same thing for breakfast for seven days. I have the same thing for lunch for seven days. <laughs> same thing for dinner for seven days. One, because I tell people your GI tract is so important mm-hmm. when you're running because yes. you, all that movement is causing your colon to push food up or down and when you're running you don't want the food to be coming up or down because it's not used to processing that food on your stomach so I get my system you know me and my system becomes one yes for seven days (laughs) so we know I'd be like "Mm -mm." because the worst thing that you can do especially Sunday knowing that it's 25 degrees have to stop at a porta potty Mm. take off all your clothes because you can put on all them layers to sit down on a porta potty at mile 15 and your legs are already getting tight and have to you know get your run the risk of locking your legs up and taking your clothes off in the freezing cold and putting them back on and in a porta potty and in a porta potty that may be <laughs> disgusting so um i really just come one with my um gi tract so i eat the exact same thing every nice. day for seven days mm-hmm. um and um i i took and, and this is not something that you have to do, but I, you know, understanding what foods work proper for me. So right. I, I know that my body doesn't digest meat the same. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a vegan or a vegetarian. I was like, before say that. But <laughs> I know my body takes a longer time and a heart and it takes more work to digest meat. So I let me go for seven days. Okay. Um, and uh, but I have to up my proteins and other levels because it's also important to maintain all your all the nutrients properly. So I have to add protein, which means I'm eating a salad that's full of a whole bunch of stuff because I'm trying to add right. protein in everything that I eat. So, yeah, so that's pretty much that's how my diet it looks for that. And I tell you, so it's really about learning what works for your particular body because right. everybody's body is different. It is. So it's like not a set method or set diet plan or anything that works for you just because you're a marathon runner. Um, it's just really learning um, 
what works for you. I know a lot of people, you know, it's all carbo load, but I tell people what you do to your body in 24, 48 hours, it's not going to change your performance right. in 24, 48 it's what, hours. It's what you've done prior to, prior to. that week or mm-hmm. the, that two weeks. Yeah. And that's what training yeah. also. And just hydration. Like I'm drinking well over a gallon of water every day because hydration becomes super duper important. Yes, that's good. Yeah. And, and Keeping my body hydrated. And yes. I tell people you cannot hydrate the day before. No. <laughs> I don't worry. You can't so Saturday. I can't just go start drinking a whole bunch of water or drink. You know, so you can't. It, that it has to, water. Yeah, it mm-hmm. has to be already functioning already in your dead. body. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into your book, and the book is called "The Finish Line Was Just the Start." Yes, yes, yes. a marathon runner's memoir of relentless resilience and renewal. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a, yeah. that's that's your life. Yeah, it's my life. You know, because I tell you what I thought was my finish line. It was really just the beginning of what my life was going to look like. So, I mean, I went in this. You know, hey, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> and, you know, here it is 15 years later, over 150 marathons later, I'm still doing it. And who would have knew it became what is now my profession? Because when I got into this marathon running, I was not in the health and wellness profession. I was in a totally different profession. I was a I was in the political field. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, I was a lobbyist and a professor. And so I literally, it literally is what became, what was my passion became ultimately my purpose and my ministry and my current job. Right. Okay. Yeah. So your, um, so your current job or the, 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 um, the things you do day to day? Yeah. So day to day, I am the owner of Synergy Total Holistic Health and Wellness. And there's a reason why that name is so long uh, it's a long story whole nother radio show but um, you'll be back then i'll be back for that <laughs> but uh synergy basically um is basically the company is just what it says synergy the whole concept behind synergy was to create a space for individuals to have access to health and wellness services and products and resources um in one stop in okay. one shop one place um, and I've been over the last seven years growing it to that um, I started synergy off with just nutrition and a lot of people don't know that you know a lot of people think it started with Pilates yes and that's uh, what I thought yeah too. yeah so synergy first service actually Pilates it was like the third service it wasn't even the second <laughs> service but my first services um, that I offer was my first journey into health and wellness of my life because Prior to Graves' disease, prior to being paralyzed, um, I was in college. I was 21, and one day my colon stopped working. Just, mm. I mean, and I didn't know it until I finally went to the doctor, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm having such horrible chest pains, and lo and behold, not knowing that food was so congested into my colon and compacted wow. that it was finally affecting my chest and starting to come up and give me chest pains. Mm. And so um, I literally, and the doctors, that's the first time the doctors had their own, you know, their own decision of what my life would look like. And I, that was the first time I was like, look, that's not my, they was like, well, Basically, they was like, there's nothing we can do to jumpstart your colon. Like, we don't have a tool. We don't have a pill that fix that, you know, because, 
you know, it was it was beyond the point of, oh, just give her an enema and push it out. It was very, I was extreme compacted. And so I started to learn about the colon and how food process and what does that look like and what what does, how does food act in the body? What makes mm-hmm. it not make the body work the way it's supposed to work? Um, and what foods cause that and and all that. So I started looking at food, not from a perspective of what's healthy, I started looking at food at how does your body interact with food and how are they supposed to interact? So I started literally just on my own taking these nutrition classes. And finally, uh, one of the guys at the the center I was at, he was just like, you know, if you continue to take these classes, you know, you really going to have a certificate for nutrition. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So I just took more classes and finished it off, but never looked at it as like it would be something that would be a part of my business. Um, I mean, because I was in college and at that point at 21, I was going to be an attorney. And then I switched it and in that process of being in college to politics because I just fell in love with politics. It fell in my lap. And um, and so but just fast forwarding, um, I was literally um, I had learned so much about nutrition and I started um, that it was like a second love and so um, outside of getting that certificate from nutrition then I end up going um, to get more taking more nutrition classes and certifications and Mm -hmm. um, just over the years just because I just became just obsessed with how the body responds to nutrition and uh, found myself <laughs> getting my eyebrows done. <laughs> Shout out to Kim, Eyebrow Energy. Um, and I was sitting in there and I would always pack my meals everywhere I went. And right. they were just like, you got food with you? I mean, and I still do this today. I have food. <laughs> I always have food with me. Yes, you was eating me. when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> food and a gallon of water with me at all times. And so... Um, uh, so they, so the girl asked me, she was like, oh, why do you, and she asked me, started asking me questions about food. And it led to her asking me questions about nutrition. And I was just sitting there talking to another client that was waiting to get her eyebrows done and wrote down on a piece of paper just some information because she had all these questions and all that. Right. And the, another lady her, overheard our conversation and she had questions about nutrition right. and asked me questions. And I took some paper and wrote down some stuff for her and some. Uh, and before I looked up, it was three hours later and I had basically done five consultations. And my friend who owns Eyebrow Energy that does eyebrows, she was just like, you're not going to sit in my business and give away free services <laughs> right. like that. Like you need to do something with that. And Great literally, advice. yeah. And literally the concept of Synergy was born literally right there in that eyebrow studio. Um, she was like, you're not leaving until you have a name, a concept, like what it is that you want to do with this knowledge that you have mm-hmm. because you need to begin paid for this. And I still didn't think anything of it because I had a right. job and I had right. a good job and I was like really on top of my game at this point. <laughs> and I, now I'm all the way in with this PhD track and, you know, like, you know, becoming this true, like, rock star in this political field. <laughs> so, and... And so I was still not focusing on it. And um, but it was always just something that was just like pulling and pulling, pulling at me. And uh, it took me writing my mom's obituary. Uh, I was writing about my mom's life. And my mom loved her job. Her job was her passion. It was her Mm -hmm. ministry. She brought it home. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it as a time of the kid. My mom was uh, what people knows know as disaster services for the Red Cross was my mother. Mm. Um, and 
And so she somebody house will burn down and then they'd be in our house and they're gonna stay with us because we can't find them a place to stay. I'm like, what? Who are these people? Like, you know, these random folks and and so that's kinda I was like, you know, she lived her life, uh her job she, is the life that she lived. And I was like, you know, it made me question what am I doing with my life? Am right. I doing something that I'm good at and making good money? Or I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about. I love my job, but I wasn't passionate about my job. So, um, yeah, so Synergy, literally, I just, I really just got frustrated one day at work and was like, screw it. And went on Facebook, literally, forget this, went on Facebook and was like, not accepting clients as a joke. And had five clients at the end of the day. Wow. And it literally went from that to then I was helping people with exercises because I was a person as an extra job. I became a personal trainer in college just to make some side hustle <laughs> money. So I was like, oh, OK, they, people want to know about food and fitness. So, you know, so I was like, OK, I'll help you, whatever. Well, it's no big deal. Right. And I was doing these group classes with women and um, and uh, I. <laughs> I got tired of paying for Pilates because I no longer had that high paying job that I had and wanted free Pilates. Right. And so I was like, well, if you get certified, you can take free classes. I was like, really? (laughs) So I became a certified personal trainer. I mean, a certified Pilates instructor. And all those things end up becoming um, becoming a part of Synergy. And Synergy was the concept of Synergy was was always to have you know, at the hand of people, any health and wellness services. Mm-hmm. And so today we have Pilates with Synergy, where I focus a lot on PT or um, physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And because that's kind of how I got into Pilates. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have nutrition services. Um, I also have Mary, who's a part of our team, which I absolutely love, who's a medical massage therapist. Okay. Um, I've partnered with three chiropractors who provide services and also got products that are coming in and the product that we have right now is uh, a turmeric mix um with jinka so yeah so really it's just like a one-stop shop that's like growing from you know the services that help me that i can now use to help others Awesome. So where can we find you? Uh, Synergy. Well, you can find me always online. Synergy is online. Um, you can either one Google Crystal Hadnot, crystalhadnot.com, and you can come across Synergy's website from there. You can go directly to the Synergy website, and it's very long, like I said before, <laughs> Synergy Total Holistic Health and Wellness.com. Uh, but it also just pops up if you just put in Synergy Total Holistic. So, um, or Synergy Health and Wellness. And your Instagram? Instagram is at Crystal Hadnot and Synergy is at Synergy Health. And Facebook? Facebook is the same, Crystal Hadnot. Okay. Yeah. And this is where they can also purchase your book? They can purchase the book online at crystalhadnot.com. Okay. Yes. Awesome sauce. So thank you so much for coming. Yes. I am going to have to have you come back. Yes, oh my yes. Gosh. Oh, my God. I have so much more to talk about. <laughs> I That's know. my new project with Gail Devers, yes, the Olympic okay. gold medalist. Yes. So, yes. Maybe we can have her come on, too. Yeah. Yes, that would yeah. be awesome. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because she's going to be in Houston launching her new nail polish line. Okay. So. Great, I'm with it. We'll talk soon. And it's all based on health, so it's not just nail polish. Awesome sauce. Yes. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening, Sunny Fit 360. Thank you. Hi. Are you fired up, committed, inspired? 
motivated? Good, you should be. We hope you've been inspired to level up and get Fit360. If you have questions or you just want to be in the loop with Sunny, you can reach her on Instagram at Sunny Fitness, S-U-N-N-I Fitness, or on Facebook as Sunny Ewing. Until then, stay in action, be consistent, and watch the results. See you next week for the Sunny Fit 360 Show.